Okay. <laughs> I have so much to think and feel, but that's okay. I'm learning that that's okay because the whole idea here is not that it's kind of this one-way idea. It's like this ever-growing idea thing that just keeps flowing in the evolution of this podcast, right? So one of the things that I left off at in my last podcast was just about, you know, what's going to be my social goal, right? If I'm going to be focusing on my kids, what's going to be the social thing? And yes, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, it's going to be the ministering thing. It's going to be ministering and having fun together while doing that. But also, I failed to talk about, when I think about social goals, it's kind of expanded beyond just, oh, social means go out in the community and do something, right? And putting yourself out there and doing something in that way. That's what being social is. I've learned over time that it actually is a, a multifaceted thing, right? Especially in the process of having a good relationship with ourselves as part of our social goals, right? And, and that in itself, I feel like, is also another focus that I'm having right now. It's like this whole mental, mental wellness kind of thing that I always had as my, one of my top priorities. Whenever I thought about me living a life with my family and, and doing the things that would be involved in building and creating a family, like that has always been one of my main pillars of like, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do when I have a family, but all I do know is that we're going to do everything we possibly can to be healthy and happy and productive, that kind of thing, right? And over time, it's of course kind of molded and shaped into its own, right? In different seasons, that kind of has looked like, oh, well, our nutrition is just top game, right? That's what we focus on to make sure that we're, we're doing those things, right? In other seasons, it hasn't been nutrition. It's actually been play, right? We're making sure we're getting in as, as much play as possible, right? In other seasons, it's been like, no, actually, we're going to have as much stillness as possible to achieve that kind of a, a mentality and goal and that kind of stuff, right? And... And so, you know, in me leading off with the social goal of being like, oh yeah, my social goal with my, with my kids is going to be doing this whole ministering thing together and, and just being thoughtful of, you know, every week, maybe every day, just having an opportunity to just really feel what it feels like to feel the joy of service, right? Um, but at the same time, because of who I am, I realized that to me, service is a little bit of an addiction, right? Like, like I actually live, breathe service. I get, like, that's just my thing, right? Like, if I don't have any plans, I'll just call up, like, ten people and be like, hey, do you want to make some, like, short plans today, just right now, right? So we can just, like, have a great day with whoever it is that we can influence, right? Like, I'm all over, like, random acts and all this kind of stuff, right? But, but the thing is... One of the things that I hope that I'll be able to tune into a little bit more is, is being able to enjoy the aspects of not only me enjoying the aspects of stillness and of, of you know, taking the time to process and think about my own self-concept and, and how that is influencing all the different areas of my life and that kind of thing, but also give space for my, my sweet people in my life to to gain an awareness and a gratitude and a space of, of submitting into the delight and absolute joy of that stillness with self in their own sacred grove kind of feel, right? Like, I just kind of feel like, you know, like, 
if we were to do all the things of the world for everybody, right? Like to, to you know, serve, serve, serve. But then, and then we're leaving us aside as like, you know, living the scraps behind for ourselves. Yes, maybe that might look like losing yourself in service in, in different phases in my life. But in another phase of life, that could look like a very abusive and neglectful of of a really important relationship that only we can offer to ourselves, right? Other people can be our friends, can be our spouse, can be our sister, can be our brother, all those things, but we are the only ones that can be our own truly best friend, right? Like, like actually. And so that was something that I just wanted to like have a moment to kind of talk about because that is such a, a, a critical element in this whole process of, of just even considering, you know, what to do with social goals, right? Like, like, and, and it's been important for me to discover for myself because, yeah, for a long time, for a lot of years in my life, I thought, just thought social was, yeah, friends. And, and I used to, like, you know, I used to make friends with people as if it was my religion, right? I just, it was such a religious, I would, I would be friends with people and, and make me friends with people as if, like, it was my religious practice, right? And that, that if I wasn't doing either of those things, it was quite sinful, right? Like, you know, without even, that's like me considering friendship as an atheist, right? Like, just, just, that's just how I thought about it all. I was like, yeah, if, if there's no belief systems in the world and no structured religions that really make any sense, then at least friendships make sense, right? But even when those crumbled, it was quite a fascinating journey for me to be like, whoa, then what's left? Right? Like, what's left if you don't have friendships? And then it was kind of a neat journey. You know, I, I went through that journey when I was 14. And so the years between 14 and 16 was quite a process for me to understand for myself the significance of being being one with me, you know, being okay with me. And finding that stillness within of being like, yeah, like I could live the rest of my life like this. No friends, you know, just kind of you know, being friendly with people, having acquaintances here and there, but no true friends that I could say, oh, they go out of the way, their way to talk with me, you know, they, they're thoughtful of me, and I'm thoughtful of them, and we, we make plans together, and, and, you know, and we're, you know, we, we specifically choose to not just be friends now, but even in the future, and, you know, those kinds of things, I just didn't have any of that. And so I was just kind of in this, like, lonely road of being like, yeah, so I'll just like live my happy life regardless if things are aligned for me to have friends right now, right? Like, and, and it was an important time for me to be walking through the desert in some ways. It actually really was. It was probably one of the most important formative times in my life for me to not be influenced by friends, but for me to be forming my own opinions and my own ideas about everything that I really needed to start forming my ideas about for my life. Because it wasn't until that point in my life that I realized that, yeah, friends are going to come and go. But the only thing that's really going to stay is me, right? And then, you know, my relationship with God, my relationship with my Heavenly Father, my relationship with Christ. And, and that's really all that, that it's going to be, you know, at, when it comes down to it at any given level, right? You know, when, I'm, when nobody else is available, that's really just all it's going to be. And so what am I going to do with myself when I have ample moments and, and times in my life where that's just what it is? 
And so that's kind of been my process, you know, started at that age, 14-ish. And then now, as like a 33-year-old-ish person, now it's like, so what, what of that now, right? And for me personally, that has been quite a journey, you know. I've been on a really beautiful healing journey of just a lot of reflection, a lot of just like processing through lots of past triggers, trauma type things, and, and just allowing for myself to sink into this space of, you know what, it's, it, can be, it can be so good, right? It really can be. And, and stepping into that faith zone of being like, this is me, right? Like, this is, this is me choosing to live the life that I want to live because it's going to be worthwhile for me. Not in a selfish way, but in a, in a thoughtful way that you would do, that a person would do if they had a little sister that they were taking care of, right? Or if they had an elderly parent that they were taking care of or elderly grandparent, right? It's that, it's that common sense caring thoughtfulness that, that we can't, that I can't afford to miss offering to myself, right? It's that, that deep, caring, compassionate love and, and respect and, and depth of nurturing that, that, is, that is so available to me to, to offer to others, like, all the time, right? Like, I, I love being that person for other people. And, and it's, my, my, it's my opportunity to learn how to do that for myself. Right? And I've been in the process of learning how to do that since I was 14 too, right? Just, just uncovering the layers of the onion layers of what does that look like now, right? Because of what I know now, what does that look like now? And so if I were to be honest about what that looks like nowadays, it's kind of a beautiful thing. Like for me it is. Like thankfully so, that to me looks like, hey, I'll try to go to bed early, right? So then I can wake up early, right? And then I can just like you know, do my thing. I can like pray and I can like write or I can podcast or I do all of the above. And then, and then I can dive into some scriptures, right? Because I love diving into scriptures. I love diving into scriptures or words of like living prophets today or just like just things that are just so in alignment with what Heavenly Father would have me put as my newsfeed for the day, as my eternal newsfeed, right? A newsfeed that doesn't that doesn't change according to the fads or whatever, but it's just this eternal newsfeed, right? And so those are like my favorite top things to do when I'm just like on my top game of self-care, right? And then like let's say like I've somehow tapped into a yoga community. So then I can go and go to a yoga class, right? I may be the teacher of this yoga class. I may be a student in this yoga class, right? But for sure there's gonna be some yoga in there, right? And then you know, and then another part of it will be absolutely, it's like, yeah, we're going to eat, like, really good foods. Like, foods that are going to set ourselves up to, like, grow another arms, right? You know, just, like, just like foods that are just so, so jam-packed, like, nutrient awesomeness. Because I'm kind of one of those people that, that's super palatability resilient. Like, I'm not a picky eater, so that kind of sets me up really well to be some kind of a you know, healthy eating connoisseur kind of person. I love taking healthy, healthy ingredients and trying to make it as like palatable over the moon. Like you feel like it's a delicacy that you're tasting because it's so good, right? It tastes better than the original. It's all of its own. And that's the kind of thing that I love, right? 
when I was taking my, like my raw chef training, that was my one of my favorite seasons of my life. Actually, I loved making things in the kitchen, making beautiful, healthy, vibrant, life-giving things in the kitchen that gave life force to people. Like I just love that feeling of of giving the gift of health to people through something they can eat, right? Like, ah, it just it just invigorates all of my senses. I just, I live for moments where I can find opportunities to do that. Like, I just love finding those opportunities. And that's probably why for like the last, I don't know, 20 years, a lot of the friends that I've been aligned somehow to find have something to do in their life with some allergies or some kind of like priority in their life is health and nutrition-ish kind of stuff. Like it just tends to be that I meet these people, right? And so it's really fun. It's really fun to just jazz around and synergize around all of these things. So that's been really great. Um, just to think about that. And then let's say, you know, and then and for some reason when I'm thinking about the self-care, ultimate self-care kind of day, I think about a Saturday. Because that to me just makes sense. Self-care Saturdays, right? It just makes sense because it's out of the out of the ordinary of like the day-to-day -day grind or whatever people choose to do for their day-to-day -day grind. And it's this open 12-hour, 16-hour span of like hit the ground running, like like seize the day kind of feel and like see where life can take you in the next 16 hours of just embracing this life with, you know, like as little as possible you could fit in your suitcase because really it's not even about bringing things along in your suitcase, it's just you. It's you living your life the way you would live it if, if there was no boundaries, right? If there was just, if you were totally free to just use your time the way you wanted to use it. And so yeah, there would be the yoga stuff. I would show up in another place to go and volunteer somewhere, right? And meet all these new people. Or like bring some old friends along and be like, hey, I'm going to volunteer here today. Like, wanna come? And, you know, and just, and then I would find myself probably at a workshop too, where I got to learn how to do certain things that I, I'm not very familiar with, but somebody else is. And it would just be this beautiful flow of the day. And then at some other point in the day, I probably would end up at a birthday party, right? Of uh, somebody or like, or like a big friend family gathering kind of thing. And then, and we would probably end the day dancing, probably. Right? There'd be awesome lighting, there'd be good music, there'd be lots of laughing, and then, and then we'd just come home and there would be some candle time. There would just be this beautiful candle time, some story time, some hugs and kisses and, and you know, just like the, the herbal tea kind of life and, and that's basically, that's what it would be, right? Like that is my ultimate. That, that is what I would pick up off my table, no problem. Like, no big deal. I would not have any trouble picking up any of that kind of stuff off my table to just make sure happens in my life, like, regularly, you know? In my dream of dreams, it would be every day, right? But I realized that, like, you know, maybe sometimes that, that can only happen, like, once a week or, like, once a month or once a, every three months. Like, it just depends, right? Because I realized, like, yes, I have my control over what I can do. But because I am kind of currently limited to whatever is my circle of influence, it kind of means that sometimes, like, not everybody's on the same page to want to gather with me at the exact same time, right? Um, so, yeah, so it kind of, like, makes me question sometimes. It's like, I wonder if, like, you know, living in a city kind of situation might help me 
with my ideal self-care situation, right? But then there's that other side of me that just, that really loves being connected with the people that I'm with in my tiny local community space too. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking about.